Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Happy Friday, everybody. We made it. It's been a long week, Coos. A lot of work. But we're here, man. Foot in the parking lot, foot in the studio. No, I'm just kidding, man. I got two feet in the studio because, listen, I, I got to hold it down. We got our co-host, Brett Martineau, on a little vacay, touring the the golf country clubs of Jacksonville. I've got Brent and, like, a few friends on vacation right now. Yeah. So, like, Brent hasn't been sending us anything other than yesterday he posted the golf thing. Yeah, I saw that. My uh, my mentions were yeah. full of guesses of where he was. And golf comments. Um, you know I love those. I know you do. But, Can't get enough. But I have another friend that's, I, I guess, on, like, a friend vacation with a few of his buddies. A friend vacation? Yeah, right, like, cool. because past two days, Guys all, trip? I've, yeah, all yeah. I've been getting is some uh, pictures of him sitting poolside drinking a, a few... Beverages, Basic beverages. Yeah, and I, I jokingly sent him, I said, how many are you going to send me today? <laughs> Isn't that, well, I mean, are they in Florida still or are they like? I think they're South Florida. Okay, I got you. I, I got think. You. I, I, I honestly didn't ask him where he was. I just <laughs> yelled at him for sending the photos. Here's the thing. What is it about when people go and listen? <laughs> we're gonna get into sports in a second here because I feel oh like Jerry boy. Seinfeld right we're now. We're already getting what's off the, topic. What's the deal with these vacations? No, yeah. but what is the deal with people who, when they go on vacation, like they make it a habit of showing you that they went on vacation? Now, like, listen, yeah, Kuzo, this is before our time a little bit because remember, like, before Facebook, like people have like photo albums, like real albums right, that right, they bring into right. like their so it's kind of same their, thing. their workspaces and be like, hey, we went here, we went here, right, right. Like, if someone did that to me, I'll be like, cool, I don't care. So let me ask you this, because this is a, a, a thing my fiance and I have been going through. Hit me with it. Is when we go on our honeymoon. Yes. Do you have a destination? We're in between a few spots right now. Okay. But, like, date is coming. Like, we got to sure. book that thing soon. It's less than uh, less than two months now. So Yeah, you better get on that. Um, No, but, but there was a conversation about bringing laptops and bringing phones. Sure. Because, you know, in this business, there's times where I work on a Saturday every once in a while and I do some social media and she's very, you're not doing that when we're on our honeymoon, which yeah. I get. Yeah. So then I was like, it's fine. I'll just bring my phone so I can take photos. And so she's like, no, you're not bringing your phone either. And I was like, well, then how am I going to take photos? How am I going to like post stuff? Like, And it's eating you up inside, isn't it, right now? Oh, yeah. I'm well, still like. Here's the thing. Though, I need to who's, buy like, a burner phone for this or something. <laughs> A part of your job, though, um, is you kind of like showcasing who you are, though, right? Like that that kind of falls into the working for thing, the yeah. other station, you know? Like, I mean, yeah. everything that you post, um, it, it matters, I guess I would say, right? Now, yeah. maybe I should think like that as well, well but, but I don't. But also, I don't very – like you're supposed to post a, a lot, and I don't like to do that because Join I feel like that's annoying. Yeah. So, like, I'll do it every once in a while, but I'm not going to post like nine times a day. No, I hear you. Um. I, listen, I'm not gonna tell you what to do. Okay, I don't. I don't want to be yeah. the bearer of bad news. I don't want to get you in trouble. Like you're gonna have to feel this one out for yourself or ask somebody else. Because the last thing I'm gonna do is give relationship advice about cell phone and cell phone usage. Because you know how I operate, man. You're, I'm, you I'm a, so I'm a minimalist. It. Yeah, you wouldn't nah, be bringing man. it. Like, I mean, I don't even yeah. bring my. Like I have my cell phone on dates and stuff. But like, I don't 
you know, it's my pocket. No, no, I'm not going to look at I Like, me, part of it is so that we can, like, take pictures and actually remember yeah. the honeymoon, you know, 10, 15 years down the line. But at the same time, also, in the back of my mind, it's like, well, I'd love to post it on social media, so, too, while it's going on. So here's the thing, Coos, and I know what road we're trying to go down right now. I'm not going down this road again because a couple days ago, it's crazy you brought this up. A couple days ago on the other station that I'm working yeah. at right now in the mornings, the topic was, should uh, you know, do you believe in taking a bunch of pictures with your family? Mm. And I said no. And the entire city of Jacksonville called me out and said I was crazy. They didn't like that. And they said I was stupid. Okay? Because uh. I, I come from the theory that, hey live in the moment True. remember the moment True. but then you know i'm i'm literally getting it from all angles i have family members saying you got to take pictures wife saying see why yeah. i take pictures my mom was like hey when i get older i like to have those pictures well, so and, like nobody agrees with does, me i was going to say what does brent say he likes posting sure. the stuff about his kids on facebook no, because sure. then he gets the memories no without a doubt yeah and, and listen someone's got to do that it's just not going to be me so that's where my wife comes in so it's kind of a, a happy balance if you will you know, speaking of happy wife, happy life, I guess you would say here, Coozer, for yourself, I mean, happy fiance, I don't know what you would happy, say. Happy QB, happy life. There we go. Yeah. yeah, And that's where I'm going with it right now. I am at a loss for words about the quarterback carousel. I think, like, listen, I'm not an NFL coach, and I'm never going to be an NFL coach because I know what kind of time, energy, and pressure goes into that. And I like what I do right now. I don't need to be a coach. To all the coaches out there, more power to you. But what gets lost in the X's and O's all the time is the fact that, yes, you're in the Super Bowl business. Yes, you're in the scheme and the X's and O's business. But you're also in the people business. And I feel like the coaches that are the best in the people business, except for Bill Belichick, they have success. I compare it to Andy Reid all the time. How many times have I said on the show, Coos, how much I respect Andy Reid and how much I loved playing for Andy Reid? And this is coming from a guy who played on the defensive side of the ball. I didn't get to see his offensive genius on display. All I know is that on Fridays during training camp, we got fast food, fast food Fridays. All I know is that, you know, when I crossed those white lines for practice, I was never worried about Andy Reid chewing me out. Now, maybe he might yell if I do something wrong, but then he's going to be the guy, you know, first to come up to be like, hey, man, you know, I got to yell at you, but we're still all good. You know, no problem there. Like, he's just the, 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 the every guy's guy, let's just say. And I think he knows how to handle the quarterback position. I think that he had that in Philly. Uh, with McNabb, I think that he, you know, I mean, for lack of a better word, he had Alex Smith, and then obviously Alex Smith, you know, moved on to, to better things, I guess you would say, because they brought in Patrick Mahomes, but I always felt like that relationship between Alex Smith and Andy Reid was a good one, and now obviously Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are like joined at the hip, and it just baffles me, and this is, it's not just a head coaching thing, all right, I don't want to just pin it on the head coach here. But when we got guys like Russell Wilson, who, you know, is pretty much in the prime of his career right now, when we have a top five quarterback like Deshaun Watson, who is playing at an extremely high level right now, and when you got a guy like Dak Prescott, who now I guess is like muting everybody on Twitter regarding the Cowboys, and, you know, Jerry Jones said something, so now they're going back and forth. They're not going to franchise tag him. What happens to Dak Prescott? It's insane to me just the lack of respect for the quarterback position. Now, 
I know the haters out there, Austin, you know you always take the player's side. You know, oh, are we going to cater? Are we going to coddle these quarterbacks? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And do you know why you're going to go above and beyond and treat the quarterbacks with more respect than anybody in that locker room? Because they're worth it. Okay? I always talk about the double standard in the NFL. Okay, the quarterbacks can be usually the first guy that gets in front of, you know, cameras and things like that and says why the team won or lost. The quarterback's usually the guy, unless you're Blake Bortles, who can't afford to go out to the to the bars at night because of, you know, in fear of being seen. And then everyone's like, well, he should be in his playbook. What's he doing at the bars? All right. The the quarterback is the guy who at the end of the day, what your record is falls on him. Okay, and if the record's bad, then guess what? They get rid of you. Simple as that, right? There's other positions out there. You know, there's like a linebacker or a defensive tackle where if you lose some games, nobody's talking about how bad you're playing usually. It's the quarterback. It's the quarterback. It's the quarterback. The quarterback is the double standard, okay? And when they rock C's on their chest, that's a double standard. When they wear red jerseys in practice, and listen, I'm the first guy to tell you, that sometimes when I played, I was sick of the double standard of the NFL quarterback, right? Because I remember playing in Chicago during training camp. If you were within three yards of Jay Cutler during like a scrimmage or during, you know, some kind of practice where it's live contact. But if you're within three yards of Jay Cutler, you're getting yelled at. Keep him up. Keep him up. Got to keep him safe. Right. I don't see that happening to defensive tackles. I don't see that happening to, to prize wide receivers, if you will. It's only the quarterback position. And if you don't believe me, watch Hard Knocks from last year. And later today in the show, we're going to break down Aaron Donald. I'm sorry, we're going to break down the Jacksonville Jaguars and Hard Knocks. But my point of Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald is one person who does not need to practice in training camp. And the reason why I say that is because Cleo Mack put those rumors to bed. A couple years ago, Cleo Mack was with the Oakland Raiders, right? He gets traded to the Chicago Bears. Now, during that time, Cleo Mack sat out, missed all of training camp, ends up going to the Chicago Bears. I think it was like it might have been by week one, week two, whatever the case may be, but it was early on in the season. Didn't have any practice. Now, keep in mind, he practiced on his own. He worked out on his own, but he didn't have a training camp. And that year that Cleo Mack went to Chicago, he had one of the best years of his career. I'm going to look it up right now. He had a ridiculous a performance in Chicago so to the point where he literally single-handedly got him into the playoffs. Like it, it was that good. And I'm going to bring up the stats real quick here. Everybody bear with me, but it goes to show you that is training camp really that necessary is getting all your reps really that necessary. Check this out. 2018. Here we go. So he ended up missing the first two games of the season. Khalil Mack joins the Chicago bears. Listen to these numbers real quick. Oh, by the way, he was an all pro. No big deal. 12 and a half sacks, one interception, and, excuse me, six forced fumbles. Once again, 12 and a half sacks, one interception, and six forced fumbles. And, yeah, he had some tackles there, too. He had uh, 37 solos and 47 combined, but who really cares? I mean, the guy had 12 and a half sacks, all pro, with zero training camp. So when you see Aaron Donald last season on Hard Knocks getting his reps in, you know, exerting his energy and effort, it goes to show you that the quarterback is the ultimate double standard because let's be honest, 
quarterbacks have it easy during training camp. They don't have it easy, but they have it easier than everybody else. From a physical standpoint, they should be feeling extra fresh by the time the season starts. Everybody else, when it's, you know, the first preseason game or week one of the regular season, yeah, I feel good, but that was a rough training camp. I'm a little sore. My back's a little tight. And this is my point. You can't treat quarterbacks like everybody else in this league. And I understand owners want to, you know, start flexing their muscles a little more and saying, well, and maybe this is happening in Houston right now. Time will tell. Eventually, an owner is going to come out and say, I don't care what you do. You're staying here. You can go ahead and go on Instagram. You can unfollow us. But we're standing up to the players. And the, and the day that happens, and it might be in Houston. Let's, let's stay tuned here to the Houston Texans, see how they work out here. But if it happens in Houston, it's going to do a couple of things. Number one, say goodbye to free agency. Because that's going to turn a lot of players off. Now, yeah, sometimes money talks. Maybe you have to overpay on some guys. But I'm saying from the optics, from a player standpoint, looking for a new destination, nah, that's not going to fly. I think from a locker room standpoint, and here's the thing. It has to be awkward right now to be a Houston Texans player. Imagine being on that roster right now. And you don't know if Deshaun Watson's going to be there or not. You don't know if one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL is going to be there or not. What's going through those other players' heads right now? You know, it's almost like they're going through a a bad divorce right now, and they don't know what's going to happen. They're just sitting here saying, well, I hope it works out. Hopefully I get to see you again. I don't know. Like, that's what the, the Houston Texans locker room is doing right now. And, yes, winning is the main priority. But I guarantee every guy in that locker room, they respect Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson's a great teammate. I've never heard anything bad about Deshaun Watson from his players, obviously. Um, you know, the, the the players really seem to have his back. And sometimes in the NFL, and I've seen this firsthand, business trumps everything. This is business right now. So if Deshaun says that he wants out, as much as it sucks for his teammates, because they would obviously have him, you know, they'd want him there, I think wholeheartedly his teammates would understand. And if you choose to keep Deshaun Watson... Well, now you create another rift in that locker room, in my opinion. Something that I didn't even consider, though, and I read this in in an article today out of Houston about, you know, who has the power right now in terms of the ownership or the quarterback and Deshaun Watson. And, you know, obviously I spoke on this yesterday a little bit about Orlando Brown, where I feel like the Ravens have all the power. Right, because they have two bona fide tackles right now in Stanley and Orlando Brown. You have Orlando Brown and his rookie contract. Um, if Harbaugh really wanted to, he'd be like, "All right, man. Well, we're we're gonna put you up to the test and see if you really, really don't want to play this year." But I bet you will. Have fun playing right tackle, and if Stanley gets hurt, then you can go back to left tackle. Like Harbaugh can definitely do that. I feel like he's got that old school mentality. I feel like the way the Baltimore Ravens run the ball so much, like. Orlando Brown, in my opinion, fits into what Baltimore's trying to do. Now, maybe they get a king's ransom for Orlando Brown. Time will tell. But that's an example where I think that the front office, the coaches, they have all the power. In the Deshaun Watson case, I've spoke many times on this, I feel like Deshaun Watson has the power. I think if you look at Deshaun Watson's agent, the same representation as Jalen Ramsey. We saw what Jalen Ramsey pulled, you know, the injured back, things like that. You feel like Deshaun Watson has all the power. But what I didn't take into account is the Trump card. And I read about the Trump card today in a Houston article. The NFL right now, and it's not official yet, 
But, you know, the NFLPA is going through the process of seeing if players should, could opt out this year because of COVID-19. Because let's be honest. Yes, you have the vaccines. Yes, it seems to be, you know, people are coming around. But, like, we're not out of the woods quite yet. And we don't know where we're going to be in the next three or four or five months. You know, if there's new strains, all this stuff. And listen, I mean, it, politics aside, let's just say that we're not out of the woods quite yet. So the NFLPA right now is trying to figure out, well, do we have some kind of clause this year where players can opt out? And what would that mean? If players opt out, that means that you, you can obviously sit out and you don't have to pay anything in terms of not showing up to the training camp. It essentially it freezes your contract. Now remember that. Let's go back to Deshaun Watson. Let's say you're Deshaun Watson right now and Houston's you know playing hardball. He's not going anywhere. He's staying here. What happens if Deshaun Watson goes, okay, you're not going to trade me. You're not going to give me what I want. Then I'm going to opt out and I'm not going to play this year. That way, I'm not under contract with you guys. I don't owe any kind of fines for missing training camp or missing the regular seasons, and I'm going to opt out. That right there, ladies and gentlemen, is the trump card. Now, why? Well, think about it like this. Houston is in rebuilding mode. No mistake about it. But the name of the game is to try to win and to regroup and to rebuild. Do you mean to tell me that the Houston Texans are going to wait on Deshaun Watson if he opts out one year. So essentially, you're just going to waste a year. Essentially, what you're going to do is you're going to get a quarterback, some random guy maybe off the streets on a one-year deal and just waste a season away and then reload for next year again and then go through the drama um, and the back and forth once again? I don't think so. I think Deshaun Watson has a trump card. Now, once again... The NFLPA has got to okay this thing, and once again, we got to see how the whole COVID-19 scene turns out. But I'm just saying, if there's a possibility for Deshaun Watson to opt out this year, not take any kind of penalty, that's the trump card. But Austin, what about the money? He's missing so much money. Eventually, you all are going to start listening to me when I say, yes, money is important. But if you look at Deshaun Watson and how much money he's made already, He's okay right now. And I don't know Deshaun Watson personally. I haven't even really heard from his teammates what kind of guy Deshaun Watson is. All I go off of Deshaun Watson is what I hear in reports, what I hear in interviews, and what I see on social media. And today, Deshaun Watson decided to put out something about loyalty and respect. Okay? These are two adjectives that are very known for the modern era NFL player. Maybe sometimes even more than money. Ask Yannick Ngakwe about that. But when we're talking about Deshaun Watson sitting out the year, sacrificing, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars just to prove a point, just to try to get some respect and loyalty, you better believe it. You better believe he's going to do that. I don't think there's not a price in the world right now that Deshaun Watson would say, yeah, I'll come back and play for the Houston Texans. I think he's made up his mind. I think his agent has made up his mind for him. And I think the culture right now of what's going on in Houston has made up his mind as well. But Austin, but and by the way, Coos, this is the voice of the of the contrarians. By the way, this is this is kind of the thing, right? Okay, I'm glad you clarified because I thought you were uh, pretending to be like a listener, and no, I was like, "That's mean." Well, well, I mean, what does listener sound like then? I don't know, like a normal person. But Austin. No, see, it sounds so much like myself. Like, see, I'm trying to like make it sound somebody different right, than right, myself. Right. But here, okay. But Austin, 
what about, you know, I mean, he wants to play for a Super Bowl. It's always about winning. He's in a culture right now where he can't win, so he's going to take his ball and go someplace else. He wants out. Oh, I'm sorry. Did Deshaun Watson want to go to the Jets? Wasn't Weren't the New York Jets on one of the top lists of places Deshaun Watson wants to go? And now I get it. Maybe Robert Sala can turn that whole thing around in one year. Maybe you can go from the second worst record in the NFL to going to the playoffs. But I doubt it. But I doubt they're going to be playing in a Super Bowl in the next three or four years. I really doubt it. Now, yes, you have money. You have draft capital, a la the Jacksonville Jaguars. But let's be honest. You're not going to, to, to the New York Jets right now and expecting you're going to win in the next year or so. But Deshaun Watson wants to go there. Why? Because he respects Robert Sala. Because he believes in Robert Sala. So it's not always about the winning. It's not always about the money. It's simple. It's about respect. It's about loyalty. And that's what baffles me about, we always talk about the modern era NFL player on this show. Right, wrong, or indifferent, we always bring that up. What about the modern era NFL coach? Okay, you got to be in the people business. You got to know how to treat people, especially the quarterback. And maybe you got to bow down to every one of the, of the wills of the quarterback. So be it. Sometimes you got to put ego aside. But you do that. And do you know why you do that? Because it's worth it. We don't we don't hear about the quarterback carousel in terms of the lower tier players. Now, maybe Carson Wentz. But listen, Carson Wentz, like I've been campaigning now, it seems like, on the show for the past couple months. I'm a Carson Wentz believer. Now, you may not believe him, but I do. And I think that his second year in the NFL showed that. I think that if he doesn't get hurt, he probably wins the MVP award. So I think Carson Wentz has some talent. But that's what you get when you got talent. You 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 can parlay that talent to get what you want. We saw with Jalen Ramsey, and Jalen Ramsey doesn't play quarterback, right? But he's that dynamic of a player. He's that good of a cornerback where he got away with it. Now, sometimes, like, listen, if Aaron Don wanted to pull some of this stuff, he probably could, right? There's a very few amount of guys in this league that can do what the what the elite quarterback can do in getting what they want. But all I'm saying is if you're a top, heck, if you're a top eight quarterback in this league and you're not happy, you can do whatever you want. So if that's the, the consensus, and if we, if I know that, if Kuz knows that, the NFL coaches have to know that. And you got to show some respect. You got to show some loyalty. Or else you're going to be hitting the road and you're going to be stuck with a, a side piece, if you will. And listen... I don't want any side pieces at quarterback. I want that A number one. More on ESPN 690 when we get back. Brent Martineau. They probably already have one. Cornholing. Austin Lane. <laughs> you can have a call from PR in a little bit here. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. You know, Jared and I had a lot of uh, conversations. You know, we had one that, you know, I want to keep that between uh, myself and Jared, but... Um, Again, you know, I don't want to get into the specifics of those types of things, but uh, when you look back on the four years that we did have together, there's a lot of times you can smile on, and I would say there's a lot of things that, you know, when I self-reflect, I, I certainly wish I was better for him in some instances, and, and those are things that I think you have to acknowledge, move forward, and make sure that, that you learn from, from every mistake that you make, and, and certainly I, I'm, I'm not going to run away from the things that I could have been better for him as a leader and as a coach, but... There was a lot of really good things that occurred from 17 and on that I think we can uh, eventually really have a, a much better appreciation for. 
Whoa. <laughs> Someone's got a foot in the parking lot. I assume that was Sean McVay. That was Sean McVay. Talking about Jared Goff. That was... See, we talk about the carousel, and, like, I don't think really the rant... I don't know. Was that him admitting that he didn't listen to him enough? See, that that's the weird... Th- I mean, listen, it's one soundbite, but, like, the whole time... At least I didn't feel like there was a rift between Jared Goff and the Rams this year. I felt like Jared Goff had an injury. He played with it. He did, he did the best that he could. Like, I, I don't think that's an issue. I also get the point, though, right now that the Rams are in must-win mode. After all that they've sacrificed in terms of draft capital, like, they're in win-right-now mode. Because in the next couple of years, unless, once again, and it very well could be true, the salary cap does not exist who knows? And really, may- that's gonna be the documentary I'm gonna put out. Forget this the whole softball being a cult thing. I'm going. Does the salary cap actually exist? Because sometimes I feel like it's like the Loch Ness monster, or it's like Bigfoot. Yeah, people say it exists, and people have stories about it, but I- I've never seen it, you know, firsthand. I- I've never seen it be an issue before. There was a Bigfoot sighting in Florida just like two days ago. Of course there was. Was yeah. it was, was he rocking jean shorts? Uh, I, no, it was not Minshew. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. That's when I was getting that. But yeah, I know. Be. I know. No, um, but I guess I saw it in the Panhandle. It was like a thing. I got you. Is there uh, is there ocular proof? Uh, there is a video of an open field. You know, like where the power lines go through usually. So there's like an open field kind of sure. in between two like bits of forest in a way. Yeah. That you see in uh, you see in the very very far distance. A figure moving across, yeah. but it's so far away, it just looks like a dot. So it literally could have been just a person walking, you know. Okay, listen, I, I love where we're going right now. Um, let's go ahead and bookmark this quarterback carousel and, and the relationship <laughs> with coach real quick, and let me settle this right now. I'm not sure if there's Bigfoot or not, but if there is Bigfoot, he's not living in Florida. There, There is no way. With all that hair? Well, you kidding me? I yeah. struggle, Coos. Yeah. I, I have a beard and, you know, dreadlocks on my shoulders, and sometimes I wake up in the middle of summer, I'm like, what am I doing here? What is this? What? What? I mean, listen, I love Jacksonville. I love the people of Jacksonville. I love what I do. But if you don't have dreads and, and a beard like I do, you can't relate to it, okay? Well, it gets top, pretty toasty. Yeah, I, anytime I'm, like, at the beach and I see, like, a husky, I'm like, sure. oh, what are you doing here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are so far from yeah. home. So with that being said, listen, maybe Bigfoot's out there, but this video a la from the panhandle, like you're saying, absolutely not. If Bigfoot exists, it's going to be like in the Pacific Northwest. It's going to be hanging out with Russell Wilson. He ain't going to be hanging out on the beach with Minshew. <laughs> with Enough Russell said. Wilson talking about where he's going to go next. Yeah. And listen, and that's not up for debate. Like, there's no way, okay? If you disagree with me or want to talk about something else, feel free to call the show, 904-362-9901 or star star 690 but kind of putting a little bow here on the quarterback carousel talk, um, you know, I think with Jared Goff, like, it was just a thing. It was, it was timing for that. Is Jared Goff a bad quarterback? I don't think so. I think he's a system quarterback. But like, I'm not worried about him going to to Detroit and taking the franchise. Like, I think he's gonna do okay in Detroit. Now he's not gonna have as many weapons as he had in LA, but I think he's gonna be okay. So like, that's. A unique circumstance where L.A. is all in right now, and they got an upgrade for it. Okay, more power to you, L.A. But when you see the Dak Prescotts, the Russell Wilsons, and the Deshaun Watsons, like that's all about the relationship. That seems to be strained and tarnished right now. And it begs the question. We're in Jacksonville right now, and we're just waiting for the arrival of Trevor Lawrence. 
And when you hear people talk about it, you know, some people call him the savior. Some people say that he uh, is the biggest, you know, uh, overall number one pick since Andrew Luck at the quarterback position. You know, everyone's got something to say about Trevor Lawrence. And 99.9% of those people think he's going to pan out and do well. Now, the other 1% is like, oh, Zach Wilson's going to be the better court. We'll see. Okay, we'll see. But Jack's, Jaguars fans are excited for Trevor Lawrence. But it begs the question, how is he going to gel with Urban Meyer? And this is something that I feel like hasn't really been talked a lot about. But I, in my opinion, it is one of Urban Meyer's strongest assets as a head coach going in his first year in the National Football League. Now, keep in mind, with Urban Meyer... Yes, he's bringing, in my opinion, that old-school mentality to Jacksonville. It's going to be a hard-nosed training camp, all this stuff. And if you look at Urban Meyer's resume in terms of college quarterback production, yeah, you had Tebow, you know, you had Chris Leak, you had Alex Smith, um, and then like you had the guys from Ohio State. But, like, let's be honest, I probably Alex Smith is the most accomplished out of all those by far, Right. Um, Alex Smith's still playing in the league. He's, he's looking for a new home more than likely because Washington will probably let him go. But he's he's earned his spot in the NFL. You know, now he was the number one overall pick. Was he worth it back then? Who knows? But my point is he's still in the NFL, so he's doing something right. So in terms of production, well, NFL production, eh, it's okay from Urban Meyer. It's a little shaky in terms of the quarterbacks that he's had. But what I like about the quarterbacks that Urban Meyer had in college, and you look at them now, they all have great things to say about him. Now, I've never heard Chris Leak really speak about Urban Meyer, but I do know this. When Urban Meyer got to Florida, he wanted to implement, you know, his run-and-gun type of offense, the read-option type of offense, the high-scoring type of offense. But he didn't have that with quarterback Chris Leak. And he actually tailor-made, like he changed his philosophy, he checked his ego at the door, And he made his system fit Chris Leak because he believed in Chris Leak. And that's what I always say about coaches in the NFL. You got to make your play, uh, you got to make your system fit your players, not the other way around. Well, what happened that year? The Florida Gators won a national championship, and Chris Leak was a big part of that. You hear what Alex Smith has to say about Urban Meyer? Nothing but great things. You hear what Tim Tebow said, and we had uh, that interview with Adam Schefter yesterday we played on our show. Go back and check it out. But Tim Tebow had nothing but great things to say about Urban Meyer. Now, once again, the NFL production is a little lacking. But what I do like and what I do think is going to be a huge key to the success of the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence going forward is the fact that Urban Meyer can develop the relationship with the starting quarterback because they all swear by him. All his former quarterbacks, they swear by him. And that's not always the case. Okay? Like, I'll be honest. I haven't heard Patrick Mahomes say a lot about Cliff Kingsbury. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's an interview out there where Patrick Mahomes praises Cliff Kingsbury for what he did. But I don't hear Mahomes go out of his way to speak about Kingsbury. Now, maybe they're tight. I just don't know about it. Right? Like, when Kingsbury got hired by Arizona, how many Patrick Mahomes sound bites where they're saying, oh, he, he deserved it, uh, good for him, he's a great coach, he's going to do very well? Not sure. But I've heard Alex Smith, I've heard Tim Tebow talk up Urban Meyer, so I like that. And I think the fact, too, that Trevor Lawrence is going to get his first reps, 
going to get the taste of the NFL with an offensive-minded guy. I know that Robert Sala might have been on some um, some people's short lists of wanting to come to Jacksonville. And you know what? I think in terms of a culture change, maybe Sala has Urban Meyer beat there. Like, I think right now if you're a New York Jets fan, you like what you got with Sala. There's hope. There's intrigue. Just like there is here. But the difference to me is, yes, you're going to rebuild the culture here, too, with Urban Meyer. But in my opinion, it's almost like a la Andy Reid, where I don't need necessarily Urban Meyer's scheme to be 100% crucial here in Jacksonville. What I do need is that quarterback relationship. Because if this offseason is telling us anything right now, regardless of the money, regardless of the situation, and regardless of how much you're winning, like Russell Wilson in Seattle, those relationships can be fractured real quick. And I think Urban Meyer understands that. I think Urban Meyer gets the the modern era NFL athlete a little more than some coaches already in the league. And that to me is where Urban Meyer is going to shine. He's got he's got the guys in place with the Xs and Os and everything. And yes, he's going to have some sort of influence on this offense as he should. But he's put the guys in place to handle the coaching responsibilities. Urban Meyer's job is the relationships. And you hear this all the time. We're getting, you know, they're going to try to push for a new practice facility. You're going to have the best of the best of the best. Yes, that's going to give you a competitive advantage, no kidding. But you don't, you know what that does? When you have the best of the best of the best, when you keep talking about this, this culture change, where you keep talking about we got to take care of our players, do you know what that does more than anything? It helps the relationships. And when it helps the relationships, guys want to stick around. When you have a good relationship with your players, guess what? then free agents want to come to you. You don't go cater to free agency. They come to you. And you better believe me on that because I know countless, countless times where players sacrifice taking more money because of the culture of where they wanted to go. Because the because the, they, they liked the coach, they respected the coach, they respected the system, uh, the locker room was the right fit for them, whatever the case may be. That, in my opinion, is where Urban Meyer is going to put this team over the top. Yes, the wins are going to come. I, I I truly believe that. You have Trevor Lawrence. We'll see how this draft shakes out. I think the wins will eventually come. Heck, they have to because they haven't in the past, what, set aside from one year, the past decade, they really haven't come a lot. So history would eventually show us that, well, it can't be bad forever. Eventually it has to get great. And that was the problem with 2017. ESPN. You won. But did you have the relationships to, you know, to cultivate that success for an extended period of time? You didn't. It was a flash in the pan. Jalen Ramsey, Yannick Ngakwe, uh, you know, Dante Fowler saying about the whole grievance gate thing. It went south really quickly because of relationships. So that's what I'm looking for Urban Meyer maybe more than anything. How does he get along with the players? What kind of relationships does he build? Because I promise you right now. Those relationships will take you to a Super Bowl, but they're going to take you a long way in building a brand, building a culture, and building success for this city. Jacksonville Jaguars getting hard knocks? How do you feel about that? Do you want to see it? Too much of a distraction. We'll get to that next here on ESPN 690. To me, it just seems like Russell 
is trying to find his footing amongst the NFL quarterbacks that have some demands. The Aaron Rodgers, the Deshaun Watson. It's like he's trying to be cool or something. Like, like he wants to be accepted as I got power. Like they already listening to you, dog. They, they get it. You wanted a big-time receiver, they went out and got Metcalf. You wanted a running back, they went and tried to help you out with Marshawn Lynch a second time, a third time. They got other backs. So I, I just, I don't know what to say other than, what is he doing? Oh, wow. Is that Keyshawn Johnson? What, yep. am I, what am I, two for two today, Kuz? Don't call it a comeback quite yet, man. Interesting coming from Keyshawn Johnson. Very interesting. Because what did he allude to? What were the key words out of that argument? He said, well, yes, they got the wide receivers. They pretty much catered to Russell Wilson. Oh, I'm sorry. How many times has Russell Wilson sacked this past year? Let's go look that up real quick. We have most sacked quarterback in the NFL. Guess who led the league last year in getting sacked? Russell Wilson. Wilson. Russell Wilson. So, yeah, maybe they listened to him and got him wide receivers, but how about that offensive line? Right? Like, how how about taking care of your quarterback? Why do you think right now the Jacksonville, well, most of this fan base in Jacksonville, is so hell-bent on getting Orlando Brown or maybe Trent Williams? Or I guess if you really have to, you know, you either franchise tag or re-sign Cam Robinson. But it's an issue. People are talking about it. They're offensive linemen. They're not sexy. They don't get the trending topics usually until it matters. And when you have a guy like Trevor Lawrence coming into town, you better believe it matters. So when Russell Wilson is on the list for the most sacked quarterback since 2017, if you add up the total sacks, yeah, I think he's got a grievance. I think there's some issues in Seattle. I think he wants to see that short up a little bit, not only from a physical standpoint, but also saying, hey, how much do I got to do for this team? Can you guys take care of me? So it goes beyond the wide receiver position. It goes beyond having a defense that can play complimentary football and having your back. It talks about keeping you upright. Simple as that. And if they can keep you upright, I mean, who – and listen, Seattle's a great team. We talk about it all the time. You know, Jacksonville's trying to mold themselves after Seattle. They got a couple coaches from Seattle. And I've even said it myself before. I feel like Jacksonville right now with Urban Meyer and the and the intrigue and just a fresh new start, that they seem like the Seattle East, if you will. But if you can't keep a quarterback up, he's going to have something to say about it. Simple as that. We saw it with Deshaun Watson as well. Now, Deshaun Watson lost his, his weapon in, in DeAndre Hopkins. Because I don't even know why I'm talking about this anymore. Like, I, I've said my piece. What, what, what more do you want me to tell you? Treat your quarterbacks well, and they'll treat you well in return. If you're the most set quarterback since 2017 with the Seattle Seahawks, there's going to be some discrepancies, especially a guy who plays at that high of a level. That's impressive. We're, we're talking about Russell Wilson, who's been an MVP contention a couple of those years. And he's the most sacked quarterback since 2017. So to me, the solution is simple. Spend on offensive line, shore up the offensive line, coach the offensive line better, but don't let Russell Wilson get sacked so many times. And I think he's going to be happier. Simple as that. Well, maybe that and maybe Sierra wants to go on the East Coast. Who knows? I mean, 
hey, she's she's got a career to worry about too as well. Maybe Seattle's not treating her uh, especially well, but no, listen, you got to keep Russell Wilson healthy. Got to keep him upright. That guy can only take so many shots. I understand. I played against him. He's built like a bowling ball. He's very unassuming. He's very wide. All right, like you you try to tackle him, it's like nope, he's gone. Like he's he's so unassuming. I, I can't I can't describe this enough. Like. You get with because I played uh, what was this a Chicago preseason game Wilson played the like the most of the first half and spoiler alert we were eating their offensive line alive and I had Russell Wilson in my grasp a couple times but that dude is so shifty and so unassuming because you see him on you know you see him on the field and it's like okay this guy might be the third best player on an intramural basketball team or a beer league basketball team right like he's not cut or anything like he's short and he's stocky but then you get him on the field say all right dude i'm I'm gonna wrap you up here i'm gonna take you down nope oh that's right he weighs like 200 something pounds oh he's he's faster than i expected and then he embarrasses you so it's simple seattle seahawks you take care of your quarterback and your quarterback will take care of you all right coos enough teasing we gotta get back to this whole hard knocks conversation should the jacksonville jaguars sign up raise their hand say we want in on hbo hard knocks Let's address that next here on ESPN 690. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.